Wow, this, this is so awesome. Every moment just to be together sharing the words of life. For me, this is not work. <laughs> this, this is life. So to share about Jesus is not effort for me. There's life in me. And to share it with others, I get the benefit as well. And so as I walk out of this place, I would be so charged up. Like I struggle to sleep after a service like this. I look at the roof. I'm so excited for what God said and <laughs> what He did. And so it's really life to me. So please don't feel sorry for me in this time. I am really blessed just to be here with you and to share. Um, I'm not really working. So this is life. Um, so great uh, that my family can be here with me. Yesterday I just jumped into the Word, didn't even introduce my wife, so, but she, she really uh, is okay with that, but uh, I feel bad for not introducing her. So, uh, but we did it tonight, you've met her, and for me it's, it's just um, amazing. Well, you know her, but for me it's just amazing that my family is with me on this trip that they can preach with me. When I'm somewhere else preaching alone, it's just not the same. To have them here is, is the best. So welcome, my family. I love you. Appreciate you. <laughs> Second night, at least, I remembered. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to just go from where we left off yesterday and start off with the main scripture for the three days. And it's in Hebrews 11. Uh, now. Say now. <laughs> All right. I'll just go there and then we'll continue. Say now. <laughs> Faith is. Let me just get it. All right. Faith is the assurance of the things we hope for. Being the proof of things we do not see. Okay, so when you have faith, you have proof. Faith is your proof. Faith is the evidence of things not seen. It says, uh, the things we do not see and the conviction of their reality. Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. What is not revealed to the senses. So Christ died on the cross, Isaiah 53, was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement of our peace was upon Him, with His stripes we are healed. I, I make it personal, right? With His stripes we are healed. So He already died for all people of all time for all sickness and disease. He took the cause of sickness. He became sin for us who knew no sin. He died for us. He took our sin upon Himself. He died for our sins. The sacrifice worked. It was, it, it worked. You know, it was Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, that came to die for the sin of the world. Amen. Romans 5 verse 12 tells you where sickness comes from. It's not difficult. The only reason there's sickness and disease and death on this earth is because of the fall of man. God never intended man to live with sickness and disease and even with death. Death came in through sin. 
Romans 5 verse 12. And so there's no specific purpose or reason or any of that for any person to be sick today. It is simply because they live in this world. The reason people are sick today is because they live in a fallen world. That's why. That's the, that's the, the, the origin. That's where it comes from. So now that you know where it comes from, let's not waste any more time and get our focus on the solution. You already know the cause. You were born into this world. <laughs> That's the cause. Now, let's look at the solution. I know a lot of people, they want to get the root, and then the root of the roots, and then the root of the roots of the roots, and, 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 and they never get healed. Well, all I see Jesus, what He did is He just touched them and they were healed. He just spoke a word and the blind saw. He, he just laid hands. He just, he just healed the sick. All right? So the root of the root of... The, you know what the root is? And if you want to go uh, through the, uh, the generations, you have to go all the way to Adam. Because <laughs> there's the root. <laughs> the root of the root of the root. <laughs> all right? Christ died for the sin of Adam and the sin that came into the world. So the price was paid. The blood flowed. Forgiveness came. Redemption came. Salvation came. Jesus brought it. Okay, so all people that you'll meet in the street was included in the price that Jesus paid for their healing. You were included. Therefore, right now, in spite of what you go through and experience, right now you are healed. It's the truth. It's the truth. It's not you are going to get healed. You are healed. Faith is now your sub, the substance of the thing you hope for. Faith is the source. Faith is what causes you to receive what Christ did. Grace provided. By His grace, He provided everything. By faith, we lay hold of what He did. You're already healed. Christians, we're not getting healed. We are. We are. Now, that is the truth. I already explained to you how we go through reality and life, and we sometimes see and experience the opposite. So, so it's not like we don't see that. It's not like it's not real, but we have a greater reality, and it's the truth of the Word of God. And circumstances can change, but the Word of God will never change. I'm just repeating some of the things I said yesterday. So circumstances can change. Your sickness, in, the sickness in your body, it can change. The situation can change, but God's Word will never change. So, healing came, all are healed. The way to receive healing is by faith. God is not rewarding your faith with healing. God is not looking for someone that believes and then he gives you a gold star and rewards you, rewards you with a benefit. No, God loves you so much that He provided healing for you in advance. The moment you believe is the moment you receive the thing that God already gave in advance. This is a big mind shift. 
<laughs> because He already healed you. By faith, you lay hold of what He did. Versus you trying to twist the arm of God to get healed. Or to heal someone else. He already healed them. He already healed you. And it's the truth. And faith comes by. And that faith that comes by hearing, I need to explain a little. Faith that comes by hearing is the faith that comes from God that is a persuasion of your heart. Where you are convinced it's so. And your heart rests. Trying to believe is the opposite of belief. Or trying to have faith is the opposite of faith. The more you try and believe, the less you believe. So now do you see why I said last night, I will never say I believed and trusted and it did not happen. I wanted to believe. I have the desire to believe. I felt like I believed. But I know when I did not see the thing manifested, I did not believe. And I'm okay with that. And God is not holding it against me. And there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So I, I don't carry guilt. But as I pray for the sick, they should be healed. And if they're not, let me tell it like it is, I failed. <laughs> All right. Don't feel sorry for me. If I pray for you and you're not healed, you should be healed. Because the Bible says, if I lay my hands on the sick, they get well. And if they're not healed, here's people's conclusion. God had another plan. God, maybe He's busy working on them. God, 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 and God already healed you 2,000 years ago. It's way too late for you to reason like that. It's way too late. You already paid for your healing. There's no other plan. <laughs> the plan is believe and receive. What was freely given by God 2,000 and more than 2,000 years ago. <laughs> God's plan is, I healed you. <laughs> I wonder if God wants to heal me. No, it's too late to wonder. He already healed you. His will is known. And His will is healing and life which He already provided in Christ. Come on, people. Is this the truth? That Jesus died for us to be healed. Then we are healed hallelujah man i get so that's why i feel this life this is life to me because i have been healed and so 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 are you you are also healed all right so we receive by faith what god already provided faith is our means to receive from him it is not moving god to do something for us Understand that. God loves you so much that He gave you His best. Jesus. Don't doubt His love based on what you get from Him or what you don't get. I also explained last night, your tears and your emotion is not what causes you to receive. How desperately you want the thing is also not causing you to receive. Faith causes you to receive. And, you, and God is moved with your feelings, and He loves you. Don't, 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 don't get me wrong. But the only way 
you can get what he already paid for is by faith in him. Come on, guys. He, he, he will not, he cannot do something above the faith of a person on earth. So last, last night, I'm recapping quite a lot, but I believe these things are essential. So last night I said that God said in the beginning, let man rule. And he gave man authority on earth. When the fall happened, he couldn't just fix it. <laughs> he had to come as a man, the Son of God. And so he got a human body to operate, to operate legally on earth. Legally. Because man rules on earth. God had to follow his own word. And he came as a man. Now, and then that man, Jesus, was the son of God, called other people and, and gave them the commission. So through people, God's will is established on earth. We are his church, the body of Christ. Whatever happens on this earth is in connection with someone believing. People I remember how those friends of mine prayed for me to get saved. And something happened and I had an encounter with God and my life was changed. Why? Because people prayed. Now you don't, you don't, you don't have to exactly know who did what. But I'm telling you, God operates through faith of a person on earth, legally on earth. <laughs> Which means God cannot... Okay, the Almighty God, if we can get these things, I, we can go into the street and just heal the sick. <laughs> we can just do it. Because the Almighty God, that can do all things, can only be bound by one thing, and it's His own word. All right, so God able to do all things will never break His word. And therefore... The way he operates now is through people on earth with a physical body believing. And then the works manifest. And so when Jesus was on earth, I said last night, he has full or he had full authority to do all things. I quickly tried to explain to the best of my ability. I can't repeat it tonight, otherwise, we're not going to go forward with the healing school. But I did tell you that um, Jesus was able to do all things. Even in Nazareth, He healed the sick. Jesus had a body. He spoke, the winds obeyed. Lazarus came out of the grave. He was able to do all things. It's a lie to think He wasn't able or limited by others, other people's unbelief. It's not true. It's simply not true. Those of you who were here last night, will you just help me and say, Amen. <laughs> Those who are not here, please go listen to the message because it's too much to explain. But I did explain that Jesus had full authority. And we have to believe that if we want to go now and heal the sick, we have to first start there. He had full authority. He trusted or He operated in the authority of heaven and He was able to do all things. Now, that we believe in Him, we are also able to do the things that he did, and even greater. Amen. So for healing to take place in your life, you don't need me 
<laughs> to pray for you. But you also don't have to think that, you know, that you don't need me because the thing is God gave us gifts and we operate as the body. And I'll, I'll explain to you, it's not just a supernatural gift placed on me. It's a gift that we have that you just have to work. All right, so, so some operate in it. But God gave gifts. So, so don't worry about it if people pray for you. It's not secondhand. But I want to give you great news. That when I pray for you, <laughs> I don't trust your faith. I trust God <laughs> to heal you. And if I pray for you, and I don't want to speak this unbelief in this house, but if I pray for you and you're not healed, thank God you can be healed by believing in Jesus. Amen. Isn't that true? Amen. I mean, thank God you're not limited to marnas. But I don't want to put the pressure on you. I believe. I believe. If one of us believe, healing manifests. But we as ministers of the gospel, and this is now where the next part of the session starts. Where we minister, we do not put the trust or our faith in people's faith. They do not have to believe. In fact, you're going to pray for Muslims, Satanists, atheists, and all of that. And the Bible says if you lay hands on the sick... They will, be, they will get well. These signs will follow them that believe. They will lay hands on the sick. Not on the believing sick. Not on the sick that believes. They will lay hands on the sick and they will get well. The only qualification for you to be healed by the laying on of hands is to be sick. Otherwise, you're already healed. <laughs> All right. But if you're sick, if the believer lays hands on you and the believer knows who God is and who is in God, you will be healed. Peter walked and his shadow healed the sick. As he walked into the city, they got healed. Paul sent cloths to the sick, not the believing sick, the sick, and they got healed. And in Jesus' time, He did encourage them to believe, obviously, because this is the only way we're going to receive in this day, because now we are the body. He did encourage belief, but notice, He said, in one instance, they asked Him, Lord, if, or, or one guy asked Him, He said, Lord, if you, if you can do something, help me, or heal my child. He said, if I can. He said, let me help you. <laughs> All things are possible for them that believe. Let me help you. If I can, all things are possible for them that believe. Now, in that instance, I believe he was not referring to him, to the pe person prayed for. He was referring to himself. <laughs> he said, Jesus, if you can do something, if you can help me, help me, Lord. He said, uh, if I can, no, notice, all things are possible for him that believes. In other words, for me, in that case. <laughs> when Jesus was still in a physical body, he could do all things. He said, the one guy said, Lord, I believe. 
help my unbelief. Okay. And he still healed them. <laughs> this is, now, why is this, why am I pushing this again tonight? Listen, you're going to walk into the street. You're going to meet unbelievers, atheists, Muslims, Christians, religious people. <laughs> I don't know what's the worst, but <laughs> no, I'm joking. They're all great people. <laughs> but you're going to meet different people with different mindsets. And they do not have to believe first. You want to show them what God can do if someone believes that someone is you. <laughs> if someone believes, you want to demonstrate to them what God can do. And then it will help them obviously also to believe. And their relationship is not built on your relationship. And they can walk into a church. They can grow in a family with a family of, uh, the family of God. They can become Christians, believers. But when I'm out there, I don't expect them to believe. You can't expect a Muslim to believe in Jesus before you show them. You show them. <laughs> and you will. You, you will. You will learn how easy it is. What's your responsibility? We'll get to that. That's tonight's part. We already started, but all the recap is, in, is again essential. Even if I just recap all night. It's so important we can't miss it. So Jesus could do anything when He was on earth. We can do anything without anyone's agreement or belief. <laughs> I know. I, I'm sorry. Like, I'm not really sorry. But I, I'm sorry to shock you, but I'm not really sorry. I said I love you, but I will speak the truth. And I'm not experiencing this 24 hours a day, seven days a week, where I just see everything happen. I'm not pre preaching from the place of the fullness of my experience, but I see glimpses of it. And we have to grow in Christ. So what I'll do is, if I pray for someone and they're not healed, let's answer that question now. Remember, the question is, what do we do if you want to write it down again, what do we say to people when they are not healed? What do we say? Write it down. What did Jesus say we should say to people when they don't get healed? Did you write it down? He never said. <laughs> what to say when they don't get healed. Because they should be healed. <laughs> he, he, never, he never gave us the answer of what to tell the sick when we pray for them and they're not healed. He, he forgot to tell us. I think it is something to do with the fact that He wants them to be healed. 100% of the time, all the time, <laughs> every time. <laughs> okay, so with God, it's 100%. With Marnus, it's supposed to be 100%. And Marnus is okay with living with the reality of where he is now and to receive grace to grow. 
So, so this is, I think, what really did, in a certain sense, harm to believers because we as the ministers didn't take responsibility in this sense that I'm speaking about it right now. We said, well, there must be a reason. There's a blockage. There's a hindrance. Remember the hindrances to healing? Believing there's a hindrance <laughs> is the hindrances. Okay, so remember, believing there's a hindrance is the hindrance. So we gave different explanations for not seeing the full manifestation of the power of God. I won't make excuses anymore. I want to say, Lord, take me to the place where I should be to help your people. But on the way there, I thank you that there is no condemnation. for You see, people take it for sin or, you know, very bad things we do. I take it for when I, well, for that as well, but I take it for when I lay hands on the sick and they don't get well because they should. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. Do you, do you know why grace is so important? So the next morning I get up with joy and peace in my heart. I can do the, the funeral the previous day. The next day I will have joy. Supernatural joy. With sadness every time I think of it. But I won't live in that. It, it is finished. The victory is won. Even those who die in Christ will live. They can't really lose. For that reason, I'm going to heal as many people as I can by the grace of God and lay hands on the sick and see them get well. And I have to get healed 100% of the time. And if they don't, I will keep on going until they do. All right, so we're going to raise people up for healing ministry. What will we do? We're going to lay hands on people and see them recover. What if they don't get healed? Jesus didn't tell us what to say. Pray again. <laughs> All right? But pastor, what if they really don't get healed? Next patient. <laughs> All right. I taught, I taught our people in hospital. Because we are in hospital, it's crazy. People, I don't want to emphasize all of this, but it's not always pretty, nice and neat and clean. You know, it's, it's people suffering and dying in many cases. So we taught the people, this is what we do. Forgetting what lies behind. All right, now see, think of a hospital. There's this guy lying in the bed. You pray, nothing happens. Sorry, guys, now this, this might seem like unbelief, but this is to help you to keep going. You're going to do so many more miracles if you can take this. But if you think, oh, this unbelieving preacher, look at him now, making fun of it. <laughs> don't, do, don't do that. Take it as encouragement. Forgetting what lies behind. <laughs> Stretching forward to what lies ahead. Next bed. And the bed there, you've done your part. Now, you do your part here. But if you carry this bed in your thought, you're not going to help here. And you are not God. You made no one sick. 
When you came to them, they were sick when you found them. I know this is almost a very unbelieving, sound like unbelief, but it's, it's radical Christians being raised up to heal the sick. All right. You have never made it. Okay, whom of you have prayed for sick people? The rest, you'll start tonight, but most of you did. Okay. Have you ever prayed for someone that was, say, deaf, and after you prayed, they were blind? Anyone? Oh, seems like you can't hurt people. There's no side effects. You, you found them sick, and you can't make them worse. So what do you have to lose? The only, only thing that can happen is they can remain the same or get well. Prayer has no side effects. <laughs> I know it's funny, but it's serious. There's no side effect. You can take certain medication and there's side effects, but with prayer, no side effect. The guy, you found him this way. You're either going to leave him this way or totally change his life by the power of God, and he, and, and he can now be healed or remain the same, and it, uh, it won't get worse. <laughs> Come on, people. I know it's funny, right? But at the end of the day, this is what caused me to pray for the sick since 2003, week after week, and see greater results day after day. We have seen amazing things, and I, I don't want to boast, but we have seen this. We have seen blind people see, many. I've touched the blind, took my hand away, and the blind eye opened many times in my life. The deaf have heard. I want to see so much more. <laughs> I want to help so many more people. But the experiences I had is no one can take it away from me. And, and so my children have prayed for blind people. My son said the other day as we were driving, Christian, he said, Daddy, I still remember the first time I prayed for someone that was blind, that were healed. How many children at 11 can say, I prayed for the blind and the blind saw? But he remembers his first time, meaning there were many times. Come on, people, this is the truth. Now, how did we see that with this mindset? We want to help people. And I'm not going to help people if I camp at my own failures and sit in condemnation and guilt or if I blame others, even worse, <laughs> if you want to feel guilty and ashamed, rather you be ashamed than putting it on the guy that you prayed for. <laughs> but no one has to be ashamed because... There is no condemnation. Come on, is someone hearing the grace of God? I've been forgiven. The blood was enough. I'm the righteousness of God. I can get up tomorrow and pray for another sick person and pray for another one and another one until they all get healed. And this will liberate you to go because the fear of failure is keeping people in their seats. <laughs> I said your fear of failure causes you, when you get that prompting, you see the guy with the crutch at the mall. You look at him. You want to go. 
and then you just don't have you just keep keep going your way. You had that thought twice, maybe three times, but you didn't do it. Fear of failure. What if they don't get healed? My question is, what if they do? What if, <laughs> what if they do get healed? I know it's not a slot machine. <laughs> it's faith in God, and with Him it's 100%. With God it's 100%. You're not trying, and, and, and you can trust Him. I said last night, you trust in Him will never be put to shame or be disappointed. You can trust Him. But I would pray for the what if they do get healed. That's love. Sean, that's love. If we pray for people and we realize they can just as well get healed and you won't make them worse, so you pray for them and you keep praying for them. That's love. I think it's not love to sit and think, I want 100% before I go. I want you to go and see the numbers increase. But <laughs> I've talked to people and I said, all right, whom of you have seen a blind eye open? Very few you'll see, but sometimes people raise their hands. Okay. But the others said, no, they haven't seen it. Then the next question, how many blind people did you pray for? Oh, none. Well, you're still not 100%, but you, you're still fine. Your percentages can look very good if you start stepping out. <laughs> I mean, you haven't prayed for one, and, you, and, and so you're confused about why you didn't see the blind see. I've prayed for many. I don't know the percentages, but I've prayed for many. <laughs> and many were not healed. But now I can also tell you many were healed. And all of those that God healed has a living testimony in their hearts of the reality of God that no person can take away from them ever. Their lives, it will never be the same. You were blind, and like the blind man in John 9, he said to the Pharisees, they said, do you want to teach us? <laughs> they said to the blind man, they said, this man is not of God. This man, Jesus. The blind man says, well, I don't know. You see, see, religion always knows. It's okay to don't know. The blind man said, I don't know. But I do know that I was blind and now I can see. <laughs> that man had a revelation of Jesus. And remember, Jesus met him outside of the synagogue. It's a great picture of outside of the religious walls. Not church, religion. And he met him out there. You read the story of John 9. You're, like, I could just read it and get so happy. With the reality of Jesus versus religion. I love Jesus. He's so not like any religion or religious people we know. He's like, whoa, he's just Jesus. He's amazing. I love him. You always find sick people, uh, the Pharisees, Jesus on the Sabbath in the same scripture. Sick people, Jesus, Pharisees on the Sabbath. 
<laughs> you can read. There's a few instances where he, sick people, Jesus, Pharisees on the Sabbath. And then he healed the guy on the Sabbath. Whoa! Problems. That's my Jesus. <laughs> He's just not like religion at all. He's just him. He's the Son of God. Okay, so I got carried away there. Sean, I need, I need just a little of indication. I can't wait my horloge to forget. Tweede keer, man. Give me net so big. Ay, daar sê, daar sê, daar sê. Wat ek net weet waar ek staan. Nee, ek weet, ek weet, ek weet. They already set me free. I just want to know. <laughs> Otherwise, he can, my son will know. It can get dangerous. If his dad doesn't know the time. Whoa. <laughs> All right, so let's go. Um, from here and tomorrow, very practical. Faith works this way. Let me read a scripture. I've, I've, I've recapped and I've done this. And let's go to Hebrews 10. Verse 38. Remember the main scripture, Hebrews 11 verse 1, faith is the substance, here's another one. But the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. Alright, I'll just stop there. There's more to the scripture, I know. But I want to say the just shall live by faith. How do you live by faith? Okay. Main part of faith is that it comes by hearing. So now, say you've prayed for people and you don't see the results. Turn to the God that cannot disappoint and grow in your faith and trust in Him. I know it's simple, but, but do we do that? No, we sit and feel embarrassed and ashamed and disappointed. <laughs> we don't turn to Him. So here's the thing. Turn to Him. Because faith comes by hearing. Hearing what? I wanted to go into the detail of it, but I'll just quickly give you the reference. Romans 10 verse 17. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word. But the context is, how beautiful are the feet of Him that bring glad tidings. So what brings faith? Hearing the Gospel. Hearing what Jesus did for you. Hearing what He accomplished for you. Hearing about what He did for you brings faith. Hearing about who Jesus is brings faith. So what is the, the, the message that brings faith? A message that speaks about, I'm just going to shorten all of this things that God taught me through the years and just give the meat of it. Jesus and who He is brings faith. Preaching about Jesus produces faith. And we wonder why people don't believe. Because of little preaching. Come on, preachers. Of Jesus. Because preaching about Jesus gives people faith. Preaching about what Jesus did for us gives us faith. What He accomplished through His death, resurrection, and ascension. The gospel. What did Jesus do for us? What did He accomplish? Faith comes by hearing. 
a little part that I want to add there is your inheritance that came through his death on the cross. All right, so the complete package is Jesus, what he did, what he accomplished for you, and what you have in him because of what he did, the inheritance. All right, so faith comes by hearing about Jesus, what he did, and what you have because of what he did, and then also who you are now that you've come to faith in him. Right? So the identity. Who you are in Christ. Right? So I want, I want to make it simple. You're about Jesus and not about you. You're about what He did for you and not about what you must do for Him. For instance. Okay, I'll put it like this. Motivation is a good thing. But motivation in itself will not produce faith. The gospel produces faith. Preaching about Christ gives people faith. And a lot of what we have today in, in, in general, a lot of it is motivation, which is not causing people to get faith, but cause them to depend on themselves. But the gospel gives faith. Faith comes by hearing. The just shall live by faith. Is a life. Here's the life to live. This is now not just going into the streets and praying. This, is, this, this should become your life. I want to know Him. I want to hear what He did for me. I want to hear about Him. I want to read about Him, see Him. I want to see Jesus. And faith will come as I walk with Jesus as well. In a relationship. So, I can sum it up. Jesus. Your faith is in what? Jesus. It's not faith in your faith, but faith in Jesus. So, my faith is in Jesus. And my faith grows in Jesus. And I'm excited because I want to live this life. I want to grow in faith. I want to trust Him more today than yesterday. And at least tomorrow, I want to trust Him even more. And the only way I can do that is about to hear, because faith comes by hearing. So I'm not trying to believe I'm hearing, 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 and produce faith. All right. So first step of living, the just shall live by faith. Okay, the just shall live by hearing, because faith comes by hearing. Right. That is something you do morning till evening, next day. If you remember, do it again. Next day, if you remember, do it again. Get a little more faith, trust more, grow more by looking at Jesus more. Amen. All right. So now, but another part of faith is the following, and this is where I'm going to spend time tomorrow, longer. <laughs> We're going to get going. Is, uh, I call it pulling the trigger. It's like a gun that's loaded. You just pull the trigger by acting on what you believe. So, Faith is also you acting on what you believe. Or, and or. <laughs> Put in your notes, and or. <laughs> acting and or speaking. <laughs> There's a part of faith. It is, it's all you. 
No one's going to do it for you. And God will not do that part. It's a very small part, but a very important part on earth. If you say unto this mountain, be removed, and do not doubt in your heart that what you say will take. So you say, you speak, you speak, or you act. What do you do? Laying hands is you acting on what you believe. So your part would be to lay hands and speak. Praying can be an act or is an act of faith. People receive from God when they pray. But prayer do not save the sick. The prayer of faith will heal the sick. I, I say, but you do need to pray. So, so if you focus, this is awesome, if you focus on living to know Jesus, faith will grow in your heart. But your part, is to, your part also is to constantly look to pull the trigger of faith. To act on what you believe and to speak what you believe. Constantly. You don't have to stop hearing to do this. You don't have to stop acting to hear. Keep on hearing and look for places and situations to pull the trigger of what you believe by speaking what God speaks and doing what God does or, or acting on what you believe. So laying hands on the sick or praying is people receive when they pray because it's an act of faith. You actually receive when you believe. <laughs> That's what happens is we pray for years for stuff. And then one day you get a revelation of who God is, His love. You're overwhelmed with the love and the goodness of Jesus. And in that moment, those prayers that you've been praying for years, ding, 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 all three at once. <laughs> because what is faith? Faith is trusting in the goodness of God. And it can come by a revelation of who God is. So you get a revelation of who God is, boom, things manifest. Or you pray, 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 nothing happens. But pray. <laughs> Here's the thing. You need the two together. Otherwise, you'll pray, 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 act, 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 act. Little, little, little results. <laughs> but year, 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 act and pray, act and pray, act and pray. Glory. Blind seeing, deaf hearing, lame walking, stuff that you can't even imagine that God can do through you. All right? So, so, so I'm not saying measure yourself. Your faith meter. Is it hot? Is it cold? <laughs> no. Forget that faith meter. It's faith in Jesus. You believe in Jesus, right? Now go and act and speak. So the trigger pulling is the acting and the speaking. It's a word concerning what's already true. You are healed. Be healed. You can say you are healed or you can say be healed. Or I can even ask, Father, heal this man. That doesn't mean he didn't do it through the cross. What I mean is I believe it. Therefore, let it happen here, Lord. Let the guy hear now. So, so, so. I act on what I believe. Even when I ask, I don't ask as if God doesn't want to do it. Or I, I don't pray like that. 
I pray, it's like I bought my son a chocolate. First he asked, Daddy, can I have a chocolate? Then I said, yes. Then we bought it. As we went out of the shop, he said, can I have my chocolate? <laughs> yes, so he's just receiving his chocolate that was already paid for. So there's healing that you already got from Jesus that you have to receive by faith. That faith comes by hearing, and there is a constant trigger pulling. It's an act and a belief. And so we'll speak more on that. Uh, we'll share more on that. But let me just end off on this note. Okay, so what do you say? You say what God says. What do you do? You act upon what you believe. You lay hands on the sick. How do you heal the sick? <laughs> okay, okay. What should I pray? What words should I use? Is thinking li on those lines is what mess is, is messing you up. <laughs> Asking, should I pray to the Father through the Son? Should I speak to the Holy Spirit? Should I speak to Jesus? Should I, how should I pray? What words should I use? No, that's the thing that messes you up. You will lay hands on the sick. I'll start you off with this. There's more. There's anointing with oil. You can do steps of faith. You can do whatever. But the, the main one says that I've seen is you lay hands on the sick, they will get well. Okay, so let's uh, see. Come, young man. Yes. Preacher, <laughs> come here. All right. So, so right now, I'm thinking of, say, I want to lay hands on. He's not sick. But say, for example, I'm laying, I, I need to lay hands on him. Do you notice I've already did it? I already did it. Am I laying hands on him? Was it difficult? Okay, thank you. So how do you heal the sick? Okay, let me see. Oh. <laughs> I, I, want to, I want to heal the sick. It must be very difficult. Oh, Jesus said, if you touch them, they get well. <laughs> how do you lay hands on, how do you heal the sick? Lay hands on them. How do you lay hands? Even a greeting is that. Hello, Sean. How are you, man? I've, I've touched him. But if I do that believing that healing will manifest in his body, he'll be healed. Now, of whatever condition. Just like that. Because now I believe it and I touch you with faith. You see? Be blessed. So how do you heal the sick? Like this. But here's how we thought we should do it. Okay, okay. I believe in praying in tongues. All right. All right. Faith also comes by praying in tongues. I forgot that part. But now we are pulling the trigger and this guy doesn't know what we're doing. So I'd rather just touch him. But we think the more we put effort, the more results. So one testimony and I'm done. <laughs> this is the plane landing for real. I was there in Botswana. And there was a blind man sitting in front of his house. I've shared this testimony maybe everywhere I went. So it's just, there's many healings that takes place daily. But this one explains something. 
he was sitting under his tree with his family. So I came there with an interpreter. I said, hello, guys. And, and I spoke to them. I said, I'm from South Africa. I, I just want to pray for you today. And so I explained what I do. And there was this people sitting there. And I said, okay, who can I pray for first? And this one lady, she had pain in her shoulder. Prayed for her and she was healed. But in the corner of my eye, this guy, this old man was sitting there. And I realized he's here. <laughs> I have to pray for this one. So I, and, and I saw him and I realized this guy is totally blind. He's staring just in front, his eyes. I asked him, he said, I can see nothing. I am blind. He wasn't born like that. Through the years, there's a lot of people in that area that struggles with their sight. I don't know why it is, but a lot of people. So, came there and this guy was blind. So, I needed, I needed to pray for him now. I'm here, I said, I pray for the sick. And he's one of them. <laughs> so... I went at it. I said, all right, let's pray. Oh, sorry, I laid hands. I laid hands. And took my hand away, very expectant. Nothing happened. I'm like, oh. And then I realized, oh, I remember. If I try and heal them, I'm working against. So the next time I just prayed, Oh, no. The next time I just prayed again. And f f before I got that thought of, pr of, of, of what I just said, I prayed again and nothing happened again. And the third time, just before the third time, I thought, oh, one day God said to me, trying to believe is the opposite of belief. So I went back to Mark 16 that says, lay hands on the sick, they get well. So on purpose, third time, I tried less. With less effort. This time I just prayed. Amen. When I took my hand away, the guy shouted, I can see. I can see. He jumped up. He hugged his family. They were crying. Tears coming out of their eyes. Like this was, this was that moment that I will never forget in my life. And what I did is, I prayed using less effort. So maybe your breakthrough in the miracles is in the clue that I gave the first night. I said, why is it you pray for people you don't know well and they get healed like this? But your family member or yourself, ugh, it's not always as easy. It's, listen, this is now reality speaking. You know the truth? It is as easy. We make it difficult. No, no, it's just as easy. So what happens is we try too hard and we think it depends on us. So you are just the one pulling the trigger. The gun is loaded. You'll be surprised. <laughs> You're going to see results that will shock you. <laughs> you just pull, pull the trigger on the street and lay hands on the sick. And you'll see them get, well, and you'll be amazed. But the, you, you're afraid of failing, and you haven't done it, but no longer. We, we reject that fear of failure. We say, thank you for your grace, Lord. I have no image to protect. I died with you. 
I don't care what people think. What if I fail? What, what if I succeed? <laughs> what if I fail? Well, nothing happened. God is still on the throne and the guy is not worse. Amen. No side effects. <laughs> so, so I want as many people as I can. So say there's 10 people and pray. It won't be like this. You'll see them getting healed. But say, worst case, oh, not healed. Next, not healed. Not healed. Not healed. Not healed. Not healed. Not healed. Healed. Oh. Healed. 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 Not healed. 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 Okay, now most people will say it's a failure. Because one, two, three, four, five, six, seven people were not healed. I would say, what a success. <laughs> Even if just one got healed. Even if I pray for a thousand people and in that room one person gets healed, it's worth it. And what about your image? Well, you died with Christ, didn't you? <laughs> we'll just do it. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I will help you as far as I can. I will help people. I want you to have this attitude as we go into the streets on Saturday, but start tomorrow. We want some testimonies, guys. Tomorrow we will have to give some time for a testimony or two, people sharing what they've experienced already. So what do you need to go and do? Just lay hands on the sick, expecting them to get well, and ask them how they feel afterwards. <laughs> if they're not healed, lay again. If they're healed, praise God. Move on. <laughs> will you do that? We're not going to make people sick tomorrow. We're going to heal them. Amen. I'm done. Thank you, Sean. Hallelujah. I'm going to testify. So, a couple of years ago, those who have been here with us a long time will remember we had Bob Johnson here. And Bob came and did a whole bunch of services. Then he took us on the Saturday morning to a Turkish, was it a Turkish restaurant or what was it? A Moroccan restaurant in Green Market Square. And we were up in the upper room there where they'd had a heavy party the night before. And Bob stood and talked to us on a very similar fashion to what Manus was talking now. And then we went into the street. And, and, and Bob's methodology is the Christ in us heals through us, which is basically what we're talking about. It's him in me that's operating through me. So he's got that thing about leaking Jesus on the bus, you know, sitting next to the person and purposefully rubbing next to them while you're driving on the bus, <laughs> talking to the... Remember, he, he brought David out and he did, he did this. He put his hand on him. He said, I've already laid hands. He shook hands with him. He's already, so he said, you're sitting next to the person having a Monday morning conversation on the bus, but you're leaking Jesus. You're rubbing like Paul's cloth off. He said, then you can have a drive-by, which is very much pulling the trigger. He said, it's like drive-by shooting, but you're doing it with your mouth. You shout across the street to somebody say, morning, Jesus loves you. Yeah. And then there was like... Um, what were the other things? There was drive-by, there was leaking Jesus, there was a whole bunch of stuff. So we go into the streets of Cape Town, and there's one youngster walking with us, but he's walking on this side of the street. He gets up to a man 
He's never prayed for people before. But the methodology is to help people, to walk with them, and then to find the opening to pray for them. This guy's loading chairs onto a truck, a delivery truck, outside a furniture store in Cape Town City. And he said to the guy, can I help you? And the guy was amazed. He has a guy coming to help him load truck and loading truck. And he said to him, how are you doing? He said, my back's very sore. Can I pray for you? The guy says, and he laid his hands on him, prayed for him. And then he said to him, how are you feeling? Test it. And the guy, totally amazed. So he said, bless you, finish the truck, job, and off he went. He got to us on the corner, he called Bob, he said, come and look here, we're like two blocks down the street. He said, he told us the story, he said, watch that guy. He'd been gone 10 to 15 minutes, the guy was still going. <laughs> All by himself on the street, doing this. Because somebody came past and laid a hand on him. On. And he was amazed because it was like the first healing he'd ever experienced in his life. The two big rugby players walking down the street going to rugby. And we call to them across the street. We go, hey, bless you. Have a good day. Jesus is Lord. God loves you. And the guy said, sharp. And they went. I crossed the street and hit the pavement where those guys were standing when we greeted them. I nearly lost my balance and fell down. The anointing was so great. Just in that space on the street. We had the most amazing morning in the street of Cape Town. A whole bunch of us just going out there and being Jesus in the moment. Because he's in you and he's done it. Okay, so Kubis used to say, can you take the honor for any healing that takes place? No, you can't. It's all to God's glory. He said, so why do you want to take the blame? Morisarello would say, I would pray for the sick. And if I pray for a man and he falls down dead, I will step over his body and pray for the next one and the next one. He said, if five guys fall down dead, I'm going to step over every one of their bodies and continue praying for the next one because it's got nothing to do with me. But I've got to focus on the next healing. The distraction is the enemy's work, and you can't get distracted. So the pool of Bethesda is taking place, and they bring a little boy that cannot walk. He's been since birth, he cannot walk. They wheel the wheelchair up to the pool of Bethesda, they put him in, his parents take his hands on either side, they drag his little feet through the bar. Doesn't get healed. They come back, Next month, end of the month, to the pool of Bethesda, they bring that little boy again. They come back the next month, they bring that little boy again. On the eighth month when they brought that little boy, his feet became whole, his legs became strengthened, and he walked out of the box. There are things we cannot explain. It's not up to us to explain them. We have to operate by faith. And this man's got such an anointing to describe these things. He makes you laugh, but at the same time, he's getting right in there where it counts for you to hear how it should work. Amen? So you guys are getting ready, and tomorrow's your first day, or maybe it's your second day. Find somebody to pray for, and just pray for them. 
Can I tell you two of my half failures, half successes? So I prayed for a woman in Hermanus about 10 years ago. She's in the church, she's in the wheelchair, and that thing about practicing makes perfect. That thing about doing this stuff, I was doing a lot of practicing. I'm guilty tonight. I haven't been doing as much as I used to, right? Because we, we, get, we get, for whatever reason, we back away, and we need to get back in, and there's no condemnation. So I'm praying for a lot of people in wheelchairs at that stage, and there's this woman, and I pray for her. And nothing happens, and I pray again, and nothing happens. So I make an excuse on God's behalf. I said, do you remember? You see, that's how we develop doctrine. I said, do you remember the 10 that came for healing, you know, um, and, and only one returned? But it, the Bible says, and as they were going, they were healed, the 10 lepers. In the road, I said, lady, whether you healed here tonight or you healed tomorrow, God will heal you. Which is the faith, but it was my cop out to say, you didn't get healed now, Dave's faith is not good enough, so I took a back step. So the lady goes home. The next evening, the lady is standing on the front step of the church. She can't put her high heels on yet. She's got multiple, or had multiple sclerosis. She hasn't been in a wheelchair for years. She has to crawl to the bathroom. The next evening, she's standing on the stairs with no high heels on. She's standing there. She's healed. Okay, so God comes to my unbelief assistant, heals the lady. Here's the thing. In the middle of the night, she gets up to go to the toilet three times and doesn't realize she's walking to the toilet. The next, the next morning, the phone rings and she answers the phone. Her daughter said, Mom, did you sleep next to the phone? Because what she would do, she would crawl out of bed and pull herself across the floor to the phone and then get up and answer the phone. Her mom screamed, let go of the phone, went down under the power of the Spirit. She jumped in her car, not knowing where, races over there and finds her mom totally healed under the power of the Spirit. She'd been healed in the night in her bed by the power of God. God does stuff in spite of us, but we've got to get the confidence to be working alongside of Him. So I go to Worcester. Now, the other day, there's a lady sitting in a wheelchair as we walk in. So Pastor Freddy stops and he puts his hand on her and we speak to her and we go down and we preach. And the word, Jesus, goes out. So I'm preaching Jesus, like he explained it. Preaching Jesus, preaching the finished work of the cross. So after the sermon, I go up to her and I say, can I pray for you? Okay? And I'm going to do that, that kind of prayer that he, the third prayer, remember? Yeah. Yeah, don't so I just go and I pray for her. So now I want to do that testing again. So I said, let's take your feet out of the stirrups of the, and I put them down and I'm working in faith and I'm touching her and stuff. I said to you, you know what? I said, okay, what happened to you? I've had a stroke. And the whole left side of my body is lame. I said to you, you know what? We don't have to test to walk. She starts crying. She says, Pastor, but what if I want to try? It's the quickest I'm sorry, Jesus, prayer I've ever said in my head. I'm sorry, Jesus, for my unbelief. This lady wants to walk. And I'm making excuses for her before I've even asked her. 
I take her other chair. Her husband grabs on one side. I grab her on one side. And here we go down to the platform. And she's walking. Between the two of us, but she's strengthening as she goes. We get down to the platform. She calls the pastor. He's busy with people on the platform. It's after the service. She says, check me. He comes down, lays hands on her, big celebration. We walk. We said, must we bring the wheelchair? She said, no, no, I'm walking back. We walk back to the wheelchair. We put her in the wheelchair. That night, still me, still in the unbelief, still in, oh, you know, great. We walked her. There's, a, there's betterment, but I didn't see the perfect work yet. There's still like doubt. We get there the night. There's the lady sitting in the same row as her husband. No wheelchair. Come on, come on. It's God that's the healer, and we can go on. He can go on. I can go on. You can go on. We can go on forever tonight because of the greatness of God's healing power. But what's great about you all sitting here tonight and the place we're in in the Spirit in South Africa in 2022 and looking across the crowd here tonight, we're in a place where it's everybody's gift. It's all of us that can be doing it all of the time, in all of our families, in all of our friends, having all of this testimony all the time. And that's what I believe. Yeah, I Dave, I can net say, I, 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 I don't have to beg you, but I will. I will beg you. Will we go and help people? It's time to go. I ask you, I beg you, please, the world needs Jesus. Forget about all those things. I've liberated you, I believe, with the message. Now just go and do it. Let's do it.